Hello, and welcome to another episode of ESG Out Loud, ESG Clarity's podcast. I'm Deputy Editor Natasha Turner, and today, later in the episode, I'll be joined by Andrew Harper, Epworth's Head of Ethics, as well as Jenny Ricks, Global Convener of Fight Inequality Alliance, both to talk about the topic of tax justice. Now, this has been called the forgotten bit of ESG by Andrew, as you'll hear later in the episode. Possibly not sexy enough a topic was also something mentioned. But Jenny Ricks talks about how corporations can expect to be judged and exposed on tax issues. And so this really will become an ESG issue. Before that, it's been a difficult week for news, of course, with the ongoing war in Ukraine. And it was another disappointing International Women's Day this week for the industry, which really saw no progress on the issues of gender diversity. But in more exciting news, I've just returned from a month in the US, where we've been building up the ESG Clarity US side of our business. So please do check out the coverage on ESG Clarity US, and please do get in touch. It's been a massive learning curve and really interesting to see how differently the US operates in this space. So it'd be very exciting to share our findings with you in the weeks to come. But let's get back to what we're here to talk about, tax justice. Please enjoy the interviews and I hope you find them insightful. It's great to be joined now by Andrew Harper, Epworth's Head of Ethics, to talk about tax justice and why it should matter to asset managers. So yes, thanks for joining us, first of all. Pleasure to be here. So tax, uh, it seems like it's a real big focus this year. Maybe I'm just more focused on it, but it, it, you know, and maybe it's been a focus for a while, but it seems that there's there's, there's more and more um, things, uh, uh, campaigns and things, uh, civil society campaigns that are coming out. Um, we've just seen the UK top top taxpayer list uh, in the Times just be uh, just be published. So, and you know, also we're, we're coming out of a, a pandemic that has um, you know shown us quite starkly how some companies. Uh, did very well, and and, and you know, the inequalities around that um, have really been shown. Um, so, so where so where are we? I guess what, where are we in this focus on tax? Um, uh, is there going to be more of a focus this year? Uh, what's the sentiment like in this area? Yeah. So we hope. Hopefully, uh, we, we certainly hope there's going to be more of a focus. But you know, it, it's hard to predict, really. But I would say there's a few scenarios that would push the needle in one direction or the other. Uh, So if there's new data that comes out and on what we hope is the tail end of the pandemic, if this new data comes out that shows that the wealthy continue to do well and the poor remain poor or or even worse, get poor, uh, then I would hope there would be an even greater increased focus on tax justice, justice this year. Uh, and you know, recent reports have already warned of rising wealth inequality in Britain owing to the pandemic after what has been nearly 15 years of relative stability between uh, the wealthiest and the poorest in society. Uh, and the, the ONS ha- has yet to produce its figures covering the pandemic period. But if we see Britain begin to follow the trends like those in other economic powers, it would certainly be concerning. And I think given the financial pressures that many of Britain's households are under coming out of this pandemic, kind of post-Brexit, post-pandemic, I certainly can't see how the issue of tax 
can be ignored. It seems clear that the pandemic and subsequent unprecedented government support provided to so many businesses has really altered the narrative about the importance and the legitimacy of their tax transparency obligations. And we're seeing many companies after receiving support from the government to kind of help them through the pandemic. We're seeing these companies begin to ask, you know, maybe we should start contributing our fair share. And for many of the companies we engage with, fair tax has never been more, more obvious of an issue. Many UK banks, uh, including HSBC, Barclays, and NatWest, you know, we see them really lagging in this area, in the area of sentiment towards fair tax. And through tax havens, they continue to enjoy, according to the EU tax observatory, an effective tax rate of less than 15%. On top of that, HSBC has introduced higher fees for charities, uh, what is being called by some uh, a tax for its charity clients. These charities who have supported this country through arguably its most trying time since World War II. We know HSBC needs to make money, uh, but you couple these increased fees with their apparent use of tax havens. That's a hard pill to swallow for many charities who are already running on a shoestring and trying to fill the gaps between underfunded social programs which would arguably be more properly funded through fairer tax payments. So I also think ESG managers have, have been a bit slow to come around to, to kind of a positive sentiment. It, it's like tax is kind of this um, forgotten bit of ESG, even though you know, we both know that tax is a fundamental mechanism to a functioning, healthy, well-looked-after society. I don't know. Maybe it's not sexy enough of a topic for some ESG managers. I'm just not sure. But we would hope that uh, ESG managers would start to increase their focus on the issue. Yeah, maybe not sexy enough a topic. Or do you think there's something in um, the the processes that are more difficult? Is it just uh, doesn't sort of slot as neatly into an ESG assessment of a company? Or why, why is it that... Uh, there hasn't been as much take up for ESG managers and, and, and why is it so important for ESG managers? You know, I think what's very interesting to us as asset managers is that clients aren't just asking about climate related issues, not just being green, but rather about deep societal issues, which for us definitely includes fair tax. So I think to answer your question, why is fair tax? Why is tax justice so important to ESG managers? Well, uh, apart from the very basic morality of wanting to support all of society, especially the poor, by paying what you owe, if ESG managers don't start considering issues such as fair tax seriously, the investor market will, will simply leave you behind. So we feel there's not only a serious ethical case for fair tax, but also a business case for it. And that comes back to what we were saying at the beginning as well about, um, you know, there being this, this more focus 
from everyone really so um yeah yeah and if that's what clients are going to be interested in then then the manager's going to have to catch up right that's right so, um wrote a piece for us um i think it was at the end of 2020 um and it uh, it was mentioned in that that there was just at the time one asset manager in the uk who had the fair tax mark so has this improved um what are the so well, we're a year year and a bit on um what uh, are the developments in this space uh and how can asset managers work towards this kind of mark so i must say natasha we're feeling quite lonely on this list of asset managers to achieve the fair tax mark. For asset managers, it's achievable. And not only is it achievable, the world doesn't end when you get it. You know, we kind of have this idea that tax is, is the, uh, the monster in the closet. Uh, the world does not end when you get the fair tax mark. So what I would say to other managers is apply for it. Go through the exercise with your teams to carefully consider what you should pay and where you should pay it. I think there's something that speaks to a company's fundamental integrity, especially for those companies and asset managers focused on ethics. When they are willing to be absolutely transparent about their tax, man, I think that's a powerful message for engaging with other companies and a powerful message to your clients. And as for us, as I've indicated previously, there is value in both paying fair tax because it's what you're supposed to do as good citizens of a nation, as well as what we see as where our long-term client basis sentiment will sit. Okay, so let's let's get into some of the the nitty gritty of um, either if you're you know applying for this tax mark for your company, or if you're engaging with your investee companies and on the issue of tax, tax justice, right? If there are managers who are, are just haven't even started this process, I mean, what kind of things need to be done? Is it is it just in the company engagements, or are there are there other things that you're doing or that others could be doing in this area? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, for many companies, it's kind of a foreign topic. Mm. It's, it's not something we've had to seriously deal with. Um, so I think, firstly, asset managers can demonstrate their own commitment to the issue, uh, which gives you kind of license to speak to other companies about this. You know, for, for us, many doors have been opened because we have the fair tax mark. It's far easier for us to have constructive dialogue with an investee company around the issue of tax. If you begin the conversation with, we've done this, would you consider it doing it too? You know, that's, that's heralding back to what I was saying around integrity. We don't simply at F Epworth ask companies to do good. We do good first. And then we take that knowledge and we ask other companies to follow suit. Secondly, I think we need as asset managers to be really realistic. You know, though we at Epworth believe in the fair tax mark as an organization and as a movement, its processes we understand may not work for every company or every situation. And what we don't want to end up with is a binary choice where you take the fair tax mark or you leave the fair tax mark and uh, you know, are kind of in the tax shadows. 
So I would encourage managers to begin with a push rather for transparency around reporting, for bettering disclosures, for urging companies to be transparent and to disclose even when the law doesn't require them to do so. And then let the shareholders, let the public make their judgments. And finally, I think it's helpful as asset managers to help lead the conversation. You know, like I said before, this is a new topic for a lot of companies, not just asset managers, but companies all around the UK and the world. This is new territory. And it's our job as ESG-minded investors to help companies ask the tough questions of themselves, not just to criticize them from afar, but to work with them, to help them begin to ask the right questions. Why they think what they pay and why they pay is fair. If you really got into this and sort of tax justice or considering tax became a kind of metric or part of an ESG screening process, is it going to make things just really tricky? Well, yeah, I think, you know, to answer your question, it will certainly make things tricky for for managers. But, uh, you know, as ethically minded managers, we can't shy away from serious issues that affect the poor, that affect the planet, that affect the most marginalized, that cause inequality. We can't simply shy away from them because they're difficult for us. I I remember a time when the people said the same thing about uh, the climate emergency. You know, that it's just too complicated. Uh, And now look, it's gone from a niche perspective of ethical investors to something that everyone wants to get on board with. Uh, You know, so so I think I think asset managers will have to come around to this. Uh, But for those of us in the industry who are serious about making the most change we can, that about being stewards of people's wealth, I think, you know, tax is something we simply can't ignore because it's too big of an issue. So thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's been such a wonderful conversation to talk about a topic that uh, doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, definitely. And now I'm delighted to be joined by Jenny Ricks, Global Convener at Fight Inequality Alliance, uh, to look at this conversation from a slightly different perspective. So, Jenny, first, great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Natasha. A pleasure to be here. Brilliant. So let's start. Why don't you tell us a bit about the campaign, first of all? So um, the Fight and Equality Alliance is a, is, is a very broad movement of um, many different um, social movements, community groups, women's groups, uh, trade unions, climate groups, um, all across the world who are... Um, in different ways, very affected by the huge inequalities that we are are experiencing in in the world, uh, both within countries and and between countries. So we feel like there is a huge need for people who are um, really at the sharp end of rising inequality to organize together because the solutions that we need to see are are only going to be one when people join together in in large numbers and and demand change. We've, We've, and to come onto the campaign, um, 
this huge, huge rise in, in the power and wealth concentrating at the very top of our societies in, in the hands of a small number of, of millionaires and billionaires um, and in, in, the, in the coffers of, of big corporations is, has become very extreme over the last couple of decades. And so um, when we connected, we had just launched uh, a new push to say that we need wealth taxes. We've seen during the pandemic that actually, whilst 99% of the world has been struggling with the basics um, in this pandemic and inequality has been spiraling out of control, billionaires have done extremely well. And, and so it's time, it really, really is time that our government said, yeah, billionaires need to, the wealthiest need to pay more in taxes. You've started to come onto it there, talking a little about a bit about how COVID has exacerbated the situation and um, and in the past kind of couple of years as well. But do you have any more to add on just sort of the current landscape when it comes, and specifically, I think, for our audience, to corporations and taxation? Um, and yeah, just just we're really where we're at at this moment. Well, I think where we're at is a, is a continuation of the trajectory that we were on before the pandemic, where um, most people, ordinary people, were finding that they're really in their societies that the inequalities that people were experiencing, um, uh, most things like around jobs uh, and unemployment levels, wages, um, the lack of access to public services, um, the things that people are really struggling with day to day is, is in a context where um, corporations are doing really well. Um, and a lot of people are joining the dots that, you know, corporations are extracting uh, minerals out of people's countries. They are uh, they're using people's labor. They're using the, the roads and the public services and the infrastructure that our, our taxes pay for and that corporations have not been paying their fair share for quite some time. So whilst profits are up. Uh, ordinary people are, are struggling and people particularly at, at the sharp end of inequalities are, are that those that chasm is becoming even more extreme and corporation taxes have have been it's well documented how corporation taxes have been lowered over recent decades and in this moment during the pandemic we've seen you know despite our best efforts there are a lot of governments around the world are still wedded to this disproven fallacy of, of trickle-down economics where if you somehow if you lower corporation tax rates then that will increase uh, investment in in countries and create this virtuous circle of of jobs and you know a boost to the economy and uh, and all of these things that have not been happening and, and uh, have not been happening for decades but governments are are still wedded in that power dynamic where they feel just recently in the last couple of months in South Africa, where I live, um, the, the government lowered the corporation tax rate by a percent in the recent budget a couple of weeks ago, whilst raising taxes on, on ordinary people. And we're at quite a sharp point in the pandemic where people are, people are increasingly calling that out and saying, and saying, no, that's just not the right policy response from our governments in, in a situation where people on the front lines of inequality are you know, these issues are, are, are just so fundamental. And we, the, the push to continue to lower corporation taxes is part of the problem, very much seeing it as part of the problem still. And so I, I know you're um, 
you've talked a lot about governments there and your campaign on wealth taxes is is maybe not um so focused on those corporations in that instance correct me if i'm wrong but on the sort of private investment side do you have any ideas of what investment managers often as the larger shareholders of some of these companies and can be doing to better ensure tax justice or be, you know better taxation yeah it's it's uh it's an interesting question with with where where investment managers sit in this in this uh, you know, in this power dynamic, and yeah, but they clearly they do have influence. Even if we sort of think the the structures and the, the nature of capitalism is is pushing them to maximise profit above everything else, I think most kind of progressive or in, enlightened investment managers know that there is a point at which the business model becomes unsustainable, and you will. There's all kinds of ways of making the case why, you know, such extremes of wealth and power in in society are are bad for everybody, uh, as well as just being the right thing to do. I mean, we need a planet that's habitable for us now uh, across the world. We need a planet that's sustainable for, for future generations. And we need lives that are dignified for everybody that's not some outrageous ambition that should just be a, a, a given and um you know at the moment investment managers and and the portfolios they have a lot of companies are still adding to those problems or you know extracting huge profits so even though you know the the push will be in that direction i think a lot of investment managers will see that there is there's huge risks to operating in a way that doesn't have any kind of balance with the societies around you. You know, I was reading something last week about how it's typically in, in historical terms, it's a couple of years after big shocks and pandemics hit that, that societies, you tend to find uh, the, the, the possibilities of, of social unrest become the biggest. And the World Economic Forum has identified um, many, many years in, in a row that, uh, that um, inequality is, is, a big, is a big risk um, and, and that, climate change, uh, that climate change is also a fundamental risk to business. We can only expect those pressures to increase. I was, um, I was talking to some campaigners this morning about, um, about the campaigning that's been going on towards um, the big pharmaceutical companies that have profited massively out of the COVID-19 vaccines, and they refuse to share uh, the technologies and um, and the patents and so on that were funded initially by taxpayers' money, and now all of the profit has been privatized effectively. And there's, you know, catastrophic human consequences and, and inequalities playing out where most people in in Africa, for example, have not had uh, a single vaccine still, um, and yet they're clinging on to those those patents and and, and not sharing the tech now. Um, Whilst those companies are currently making huge profits, you can expect to see the, the kinds of uh, public, um, public and political pressure on those companies just continue to increase. Um, because I think in the pandemic, uh, those inequalities have been and laid starkly very, very bare. And I, and I think most companies would not want that kind of reputation or to be seen to be playing that kind of role historically in a in a pandemic like this so um 
I, I think it's something that investment managers will be grappling with uh, and hopefully looking, um, looking to find the practical things that they can do um, to make sure that they're, the, the companies that they are investing in are, are on the right side of history. But when a new issue like, you know, trying to look at, you know, sort of what, what the right kind of taxation means, um, whenever there's a new issue, it's, it's difficult, especially if no one's doing it. But like you said, it's going to come down the line. So best to start to start looking out for it right yeah and I think with tax justice it's been it's been coming for quite some time I mean if you think back to the financial crisis you know a decade ago there was huge public attention in the UK and the US and elsewhere on on the kinds of tax avoidance that that multinationals were were engaged in and people were making the connections at a time when uh, many countries including the UK were were undergoing um severe austerity measures in terms of, of public services that we had um, you know corporations deliberately a whole and a whole industry around those corporations helping them avoid and uh, you know and in some cases evade taxes um, around the world and people were, were drawing the the very tangible connections to the the human impacts of the, the lack of those resources or you know the the, the hoarding and the stealing of those resources has real human consequences on, on the societies where those taxes are taken away from mm. and, and on the climate. Um, so people were, people were already making those connections and putting pressure on, on corporations directly as well as governments to make changes. And now, uh, and, we, and things didn't go far enough, of course. Um, and now in the pandemic, again, these issues come back to the fore when people are trying to grapple with questions of, um, you know, how do we make sure that um, we, we get through the pandemic and, and people are able to, you know, people are even able to survive and, and, and to get through this pandemic and, um, and that the inequalities that, uh, that have been grotesquely um, kind of heightened don't get worse uh, and you know and corporations are very much part of that dynamic uh you know for, for for good or for bad so they can expect to be judged and they can expect to be very exposed great well thanks very much it's uh, been a really interesting conversation find us on soundcloud or itunes by searching for esg out loud